0: have the answers to your questions about gardening in the high altitude desert of the Colorado Front Range. And now, here are your hosts, the Garden Wise Guys. <clears throat> and good morning, everybody. It is time
1: for the Garden Wise Show on Legends 810 with the Garden Wise Guys. I'm one of them, Jim Borland, and the other one is right next door to me. His name is Keith Funk, though. Stop touching me. <laughs> good morning. <laughs> Mom, he's looking at me. <laughs> Good morning again, everybody. It's time for a garden show here this morning. And the way this works is that you give us a call, and I'll give you that number in a minute, And uh, uh, with a garden question in mind. And we'll discuss that on the air with, with you and everybody else who happens to be listening. And uh, by the way, since we are digitally being broadcast all over the world, literally, into the universe. Into the universe, and probably it's it's already to the moon by now because it doesn't take long to get there. <laughs> I would think so. Yeah. 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 It's going to take a while. If you're on Pluto, it's it's going to take, what is it, seven hours or something <laughs> with his yeah. signal. Well, you can listen there. to last week's show. <laughs> okay. Yeah. It's probably playing right now. All right. And the phone number here is 303 477 2473. And uh, we're going to wait until your call comes in. In the meantime, we're just going to jibber jabber here a bit. I meant to ask you, Keith, I uh, ha- happened to see you just last night. Yes. God, I see you far too many times during the night. I know, right? That was the 4th of July at your house, assuming you were there. It sounded like a war zone. Well, I was that morning, which was Sunday, I guess it was, I was talking with my neighbor over the fence, and I said, you know, it's been, it's been really nice. It's been relatively quiet in our neighborhood this year, because usually they get started like a week before, mm-hmm. and they start Sunday. And then nine thirty, ten o'clock at night. <laughs> The neighborhood exploded.
2: (laughs) God, Lord.
1: (laughs) Ours didn't wait till that late.
2: Ours started around 6 o'clock. It was perfectly bright and light outside. We were going to eat dinner out on the porch and decided it was bothering the dogs too much. Yeah, I would think. Our cat didn't like it much either. (laughs) I mean, it didn't. They weren't anxious or scared or anything. They were more like every time one went off, they'd bark at it. like. (laughs) I, I don't see you, but I'm going to bark at you anyway. <laughs> That's
1: right. I couldn't believe it. Oh, my God. The f- neighborhood just filled up with smoke immediately. <laughs> God. And it looked out in our alley behind our house. There were 40 milk box kind of boxes lined up all the way up and down the entire alley from one block to the next. No. Yes. Filled with, and each one's filled with tubes. Uh-huh. So apparently the box has one fuse, and you go out there and light it, and, you know, all these rockets start going off. And I didn't know they were going doing that in our back, essentially our backyard. Jeepers creepers.
2: Well, I, I remember as a kid I really enjoyed fireworks. Um, but, but anymore the, I've turned into my my dad, and it's <laughs> like, that's literally burning cash. <laughs> Oh,
1: really? <laughs> All those boxes. I have no idea what fireworks co- cost this anymore. I, I haven't been to a fireworks stand in decades now. Yeah. but It's um, not cheap. <laughs> it can't be cheap. cheap and for the,
2: for the ones you're
1: talking about, they yeah. have to go up to Wyoming to get them. Yeah, oh, of course. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Or,
2: or maybe New Mexico. Or, or, or maybe a, not
1: here. direct ordering through Amazon from China. <laughs> maybe I don't know. So. Maybe so. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, could, I couldn't believe that it just exploded that quickly, and and there were you know and we're talking commercial grade fireworks oh, yeah. here. The well, big see, boomers what, going up. What happens is one
2: neighbor starts, well the other neighbors then they've got to show. Well mine's better.
1: Yeah, mine's better. And then they shoot off and <laughs> So they
2: start with their low grade ones, and then they move up to their higher grade ones as the
1: competition increases. I <laughs> Remember when it was just for pop bottle rockets? Yes. Going to put an eye out? Not anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Now it's take your head off. I'm I'm laughing now, but years past, I've been out in the backyard with a charged hose, waiting. (laughs) Yes.
2: Well, when I grew up, shake shingles were all the rage on some of the more expensive houses in town, and they'd put they'd put sprinklers up on top of their house and just
1: turn them on. That's a good idea. Absolutely good idea. My goodness gracious. While we're waiting for callers to come in, I should announce that and get my paperwork out here and get it ready. There is a, a plant sale today. Yes. <clears throat> it's called the Cactus a- and Succulent Society Show and Sale. And you can go in person. You can go, <laughs> yes, in person. And you don't
2: have to have a mask on. And
1: there's no mask needed. And I, you can hug your friends. That's right. I don't think there's even any signs up that say. Don't hug the cactus. Yeah, don't don't do that uh let's see show and sale today is at the jefferson county fairgrounds from nine until five today one day one day only uh lots of cactus you can grow outdoors in your garden mm-hmm. Hardy cactus and others for the most part you and agaves the and yuccas yuccas and gavies and Hesper ice plants. and nolinas and what else were there aloniopsis Al- Al- i think i saw some of those Yes, it's all those. A couple of penstemons, oddly enough. Don't know why they were there, but uh, they were there. And cylindro puntias. Oh, yes. Yeah, I like them. And the, and the regular <coughs> pad of puntias. Yes. Oh, yes. Lots of
2: them. And then a lot of houseplant types, too, mm-hmm. that you can, you know, put outside for the summer Some and enjoy. Really attractive looking. Oh, man. It would be so easy to put a bunch of those together. They even had saguaro cactus. <laughs> yes,
1: I know. And Joshua trees. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. What are what elephant trees elephant trees yeah, yeah. um and boy some, you name it 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 was there and and also ice plants there were some, b- a bunch of them there some beautiful aeoniums
2: mm-hmm. every it seemed like every color you could think <clears throat> of for foliage and aoniums they
1: had there and they had semperviviums, viviums hands yes. you know, and chicks uh-huh um so you gotta go out there and take a look and uh, by the way I don't know how you get in, how you're going to get in today. Well, let's see.
2: You've got to, you've got to take Indiana south of 6th Avenue mm-hmm. and don't turn in to where you might be used to turning in yeah. for the main entrance main because entrance, it's yeah. all blocked off. Yeah, that's right. They're doing some construction there. So you have to go south of that first stoplight to the sign that says Western Airs.
1: Yeah, Western Airs, that, that's where they go in. Yeah.
2: yeah. So it, it's farther south than you think it should be. Exactly. Uh, but uh, if you just follow Indiana South, before it takes a turn to the left, you'll make a turn to the right. Yeah. And uh, I think there's a
1: sign right there.
2: There <clears> is a throat> sign throat> out on the street. It looks like a commercial sign pointing to a warehouse or <laughs> yes. a business rather than, it, it's not a big sign, so you really have to look. Yeah. But yeah, go south <coughs> of the, take, take Indiana South and then. Into the Western Air's entrance, and then you'll you'll kind of see where to go.
1: All right, there's a five dollar entry fee. I've been told, so uh, be prepared for that. Um, what else do people need to know about this? Well, there's
2: a show too.
1: Well, yeah. Oh, well, that's right. Yeah, yeah. You know,
2: where th- where members of the Cactus and Succulent Society <coughs> have brought in their special plants. Yeah.
1: For you know, everybody wants bragging rights. Exactly so this is what what they do.
2: So this is where the ooh and ah comes in. Yep. Yeah. Where you can go and look at big plants and see, oh, this is what it's going to grow into, and then go to the sale tables and
1: find it as a small plant yep. that's actually affordable. <clears throat> yep. <laughs> yes. <laughs> some of them are kind of pricey, but you know, there's some, yeah. as in any plant show, there's going to be some some plants that are very, very special, uh, very difficult to find anywhere in literally in the world. Exactly. So they're going to be a little pricey, but the rest of them are reasonably priced, I think, at least in in today's Vernacular. Well, I saw that
2: cirrus mm-hmm. peruviana, I think it's called spiralis. It's that spiral cirrus, mm-hmm. night-blooming cirrus, I guess it is. Anyway, mm-hmm. I saw a couple of those there, and, and I looked at the price, and <laughs> that's too rich for my blood. <laughs> yeah, <really>? But <laughs> in the in the show area, you'll probably see some things that aren't available in the sale area. They're just that weird oh, and yeah. unique and oh, unusual. Absolutely. And absolutely. it's just so much fun to go look at these things because some of this stuff looks like it comes from Mars. Yep or maybe even Pluto or Alpha
1: Centauri (laughs) I wouldn't go that far (laughs) we haven't visited there
2: yet I know but I can only imagine really
1: hey did you get any rain at your house over the past week I did I I I want to
2: say we did there was a heck of a rainstorm I'd say within the last week but we've lost I checked the Centennial Airport 1.6
1: inches in ET over the last week I got 1.7. beaches. From <laughs> Let's see. This was from the Centennial. That's one south of us here, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, this is DIA. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. yeah. DIA. All yeah. right. So, uh, and be, yeah, we won't go through there. How anymore. much rain did you get? Uh, 0.55 inches. Really? Yeah. Which is a
2: good heavy rain. Yeah. I was surprised. I was at home when it happened, so it must not have been... It must have been during the week sometime. I don't remember exactly what day it was, but it came down. I mean, my gutters couldn't keep up with oh, yeah. it on my house. I looked <clears throat> it looked like I was under a waterfall. The way I just look out the <laughs> windows and there's water pouring out the sides of my gutters.
1: Yeah, every now and again you need you need uh, bigger gutters. Which, every now and which again. Which nobody around your house. But it was nice because it washed all the leaves off the roof. Yeah. And all the pine needles. It did wash things up and clean things up quite a mm-hmm. bit and made the grass grow, which means I oh, have to cut it again. Again. Isn't, it,
2: isn't it amazing
1: how a rain will green
2: things up more than a sprinkler? Yes. And I guess it's what, the nitrogen in the rain? Oh, no, there is some there, but I don't think it's not that much. Nah.
1: Nah. Nah.
2: Nah. <laughs> I don't know. It just seems like rain <laughs> greens things up better than watering with the
1: sprinkler. Well, it does green things up. I've I given that some thought, and I'm thinking that while it is raining, the plants are taking up water and they're becoming turgid again. You can't say that on <coughs> the air. No, I just did. And Steve says it's okay. Okay. So, uh, <laughs> and immediately after rain, it's, you know, high humidity. So the plants are looking at their very best. Yeah. I have to, I, I think I'm going to go to school, but we got to go, get out here
2: to talk to Nancy in a minute here. I need to, I, I want to go back to school. I want to understand <coughs> the science behind all that those tons and tons and tons of water up in the air mm-hmm. falling down to earth. How did it stay up in the air
1: <laughs> <laughs> until it fell? It I want to know. It is heavy. <laughs> I often wonder when you look out the window and you see this thing that weighs many, multiple tons. Just going through this same stuff that you can wave your hands through and not even feel it. Yeah. How does that happen?
2: I don't know, but that's why I say I'm going to go back to school because I need to understand that. Okay. It just puzzles the heck out of me. Let's go see what Nancy's up to out in Denver and what puzzles the heck out of her. Good morning, Nancy.
3: Bindweed, thank you.
2: Bindweed? All right, next caller, please. (laughs) (laughs) We don't speak of bindweed on this show.
3: I know. I've talked to you several times about it. uh, But I have a couple of different questions now. I mean, this bindweed is taking over my front yard. It's creeping up from the sidewalk, and it's about halfway Mm -hmm. now. Okay. And everything I've read and when I've talked to you guys, there's nothing I can do to kill it. Nothing I can do about it. Yes,
2: there is. Yeah, there is. I've been successful at it. Is this in the lawn, or is it in beds?
3: No, it's in the lawn.
2: Uh, Weed-free zone.
3: Well, (coughs) that, that... Really? Yeah, yeah. Fertile and weed-free zone. That comes in little squirt bottles. It'd take me oh. a case of that. Oh, oh no, <laughs> no, no, know you, no, you
2: can
1: get the yeah. You, you to get to concentrate. concentrate. Yeah, yeah. I you, can it, get
3: what concentrate. Concentrate.
1: Yes. Do you uh-huh. have a, a spray tank thing?
3: Heck, if I know.
1: a pump-up oh. pump sprayer.
3: I don't know whether there's one in the garage or not. Oh, you okay. might
1: want to check. If you don't, you can go out and get one. They're not really very expensive. They're,
2: yeah. Okay.
3: And then it we'll take kill
2: a, it. Take a Sharpie and mark on the on the sprayer what you're putting in it because you don't want to use it for anything else. Oh, okay. All right. Okay. And, and I would buy the concentrate because the ready-to-use trigger sprayers, that's mixed up at such a, a weak concentration that it probably isn't going to be as effective on brine weed Uh, On the concentrate, you'll have directions. And says if you want to kill this weed, mix it up this strength. If you want to kill this other weed, mix it up another strength, you know. So uh, bindweed, they'll have you mixing it up at a pretty potent concentration.
3: Okay. And it won't kill the
2: lawn. It will not kill your grass. But keep it away from... the bindweed is, so... Yeah. But keep it away from your flowers and shrubs.
3: Right. I don't have any in the front yard.
2: Okay. So that'll work really well. Let the bindweed get nice and big. Don't, don't oh, yeah. mow the yard just before you spray. Okay. All right? Because it all, the, this particular product, it all goes in through the foliage. So the okay. more leaves you have, the more of the product the plant absorbs through the foliage and carries it into the sap stream and down into the root system, and, and it's not going to kill 100% the first time.
3: Okay, so I would have to apply A couple
2: times, then. Yeah. Oh, at least. I I, I would say you're going to have to apply it over the next couple of years.
3: Oh, gee, thanks.
1: Yeah. Well, (laughs) there are. But there's hope. Yeah, there really aren't any alternatives. Other people out there will actually go out and pull it. That just makes it mad. Well,
3: that's what I've been doing when the little flowers come. I go out and pull those and figure, well, the rest of it's green and nobody can tell.
1: Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) there's one way to look at it. (laughs) Instead of spending a couple years with uh, weed-free zone, uh, if you want to pull the vines, you can expect to spend the next couple of decades doing right. that. Yeah.
3: Right. The, the, what I read on Google was it will be there for like the next 20 years.
1: And
2: if you let it go to flower and go to seed, that seed lasts in the mm-hmm. ground for many years as well. So even if you eradicate the original plants, mm-hmm. more can come up from seed.
3: Okay. It's Okay. Now, my next question is about those seeds. Um uh, the mower that I mow the front lawn with, I take to the backyard mm-hmm. and I outline the backyard, you know, up next to the fence and around the trees before I use my tractor mower. By taking that mower to the backyard, am I transporting no. those seeds to the no. backyard? No, no
1: not really. Not, no, nah. the seeds are pretty yeah. uh, relatively large for a weed. <clears throat> and, uh, you know, I've checked on their, it's a push mower, many, many times to clean it out and, I don't think I've ever seen a, a big seed in there.
3: Oh okay, because that's what worried me. I thought, well, I've got the old gas mower yeah. out in the shed. I can get out and use you, in the you backyard. Can,
1: yeah, you can spread disease that way, but mm. yeah, probably not not weeds. There might okay. well you might be able to spread certain weeds
2: with very tiny seeds because you know how the grass, especially if there's any moisture to it, sticks to the deck underneath, underneath the mower, the grass blades that you've mm-hmm, cut, mm-hmm. and and that can also trap weed seeds in there with it, and then uh-huh. eventually, as the as that dries out and starts to flake off and fall off, then then I suppose that okay. could spread. But I think it's a, a very small chance, especially for bindweed. Like Jim said, it's a big seed, it's a heavy seed, it's going to fall off.
3: Okay. Now the next question I have is: It's time, almost time to fertilize again, mm-hmm. and. Am I just going to be feeding that bindweed if I fertilize? Oh
1: yeah, you feed everything. Yeah, fertilizer is fertilizer, and it doesn't it doesn't know any one plant from another.
3: But you want to keep your. Oh no,
2: you want to keep you want to encourage your grass as much as possible because once that bindweed is gone, you don't want just bare ground.
3: Right. Right. Oh, okay. So even though I'm feeding the bindweed, that.
2: Feed, water, all of those yeah. things. You, the, oh yeah! It's the weed killers are most effective on weeds that are uh, well watered, you know, growing well, growing rapidly, blooming even. Um, that's when weed killers are the most effective. Uh, weed killers in areas where they're you, you stopped watering or s- stopped caring for the area, uh, the weed killers aren't nearly as effective.
3: Okay. All right. Well, off I go to next uh, to to get. Fertilizer and
2: weed-free zone. Weed-free so we-
1: zone,
3: yes, yes, ma'am. Probably and, and, a pump sprayer.
1: And why you look in the garage? First. I would, yeah.
2: I look in the garage. <laughs> well, and if you do have a pump sprayer in the garage, check out and make sure that it works. Yeah, put some water in it and you know do the pumping oh, thing. Okay. Because sometimes works. those seals can dry yeah. out and then you don't well, get you can't one build one would the pressure.
3: Have been in the garage
2: for probably ten years unused. Yeah. Oh yeah, that it may not work really well.
3: Okay, so I'll just go get a new one. The heck with it. Okay. Well. That answered my questions. All thank right. Thank you very much.
1: You bet.
2: Thanks for I'm your call, Nance. i just to know
3: there's something I can use to kill it. Absolutely. Oh, it's going to take some time, but that's I got nothing but, so. Well,
1: exactly, <laughs> <Okay>. you know.
3: <laughs> okay, thank you so much. You're
1: you welcome. Thanks for
2: calling.
3: Bye-bye.
1: Yeah, as far as that spray tank goes, if you haven't had one used for a bunch of years and you find out you got leaks all over the, just and you can get repair parts for them. But I'll tell you, it's, sometimes it's hard to find them, and it, <laughs> bite the bullet, just throw the thing out and get a new one. <laughs> well, I've taken
2: I've taken that plunger, that center
1: plunger mm-hmm. thing
2: apart, and if you just go through with some, usually just water is all it takes, and, and reflex that seal. Yeah, sometimes moisten, it'll moisten work. it down and, and flex it with your yeah. fingers to make it work. Um, you can you can rejuvenate them that I way. I reme- remember when that used to be made of leather. Exactly,
1: <laughs> and then you had to do that every year. That's right, because it dries out and shrinks, and you know. yeah, they, they don't use they don't use anything in there except plastic anymore. I know the whole thing's plastic, everything. Yeah, yeah. I don't think the spring there might be a spring in there someplace in the pump handle, but yeah. everything else is plastic. Well, I, I always buy the
2: ones that have the the brass wand. Oh, that's yeah, yeah. And 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 the the tip that's brass and those at least you can maintain. Yep.
1: Yep. All it's right, we got to take a break, buddy, all and right, then we're we can come back and talk to Linda about orchids. We are going to take a break. When uh, when we do that, we're going to come back and like Keith said, we're going to talk to Linda and uh, other people too when you give us a call. Here's the number 303-477-2473 right here on Legends A10.
0: Do you have insects on your roses? Do you have borers damaging your trees and shrubs due to stress or the drought? Fertilome Tree and Shrub Drench is a great product that will give you season-long protection against many insects. Fertilome tree and shrub drench can act as a preventer or a curative for insects that suck or chew on leaves or bore under the bark. This is the easiest product to use. Simply measure, mix in a bucket, and pour around the base of the tree. No messy sprain involved in an application can last up to one year Protect your trees with Fertilome Tree and Shrub Drench. Find it at a local independent nursery, garden center, or a hardware store, including Wilmore Nursery in Littleton, the Tree Farm in Longmont, Tagawa Gardens in Centennial, Nick's Garden Center in Aurora, Jared's Nursery in Littleton. To find your closest dealer, go to www.fertilome.com. That's www.fertilome.com. Well, summer is in full swing now, and look who's back. Those nasty Japanese beetles, and they're ready to wreak
4: havoc on your garden. If you're looking to successfully control Japanese beetles without damaging the environment, look no further than Beetle Gone from Phylum Bioproducts derived from a naturally occurring soil bacteria beetle gone is the only organic solution that successfully controls those destructive beetle invaders just mix the powder with water and spray on your plants once ingested they stop feeding and die and since it's an organic BT product, rest assured it's a safe choice to use on your fruits and veggies in addition to your ornamental flowers and trees. Not only does Gone work on adult Japanese
0: beetles, it is completely safe to use around beneficials such as ladybugs, butterflies, and bees. And it has no issues with water toxicity. Gone from Phylum Bioproducts. Target the pest and not the rest. You'll find Beetle Gone at your favorite independent garden center. And make sure you tell them that the Garden Wise Guys sent you. into the fix it show with your questions about your home saturday morning at 9 30 specializing in heating and cooling problems legendary hosts deborah and adam bring decades of experience and award-winning expertise to their live interactive fix it show helping your home weather colorado's unique climate and temperature swings you have questions they have answers call into the fix it show every saturday morning from 9 30 to 10 30 on legends
1: Right, we are back here on legends 810 the garden wise guys on the garden wise show taking your phone call at 303-477-2473 oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yep yep okay. yep indeed uh, folks you gotta you have to check uh, our facebook i uh, i posted a picture of the tree right across the street from our front door oh it's so sad uh, a beautiful norway maple it was gorgeous been there since we moved in 25 some plus years ago a gorgeous tree great mm-hmm. usually not always but usually great fall color just a brilliant uh, yellow and um, the new owner decided he needed more light in the house so he had the the tree pruned cut away way in excess of half the branches or oh gone. easily i'm sure he thought he was thinning the tree
2: Oh, dear Lord. Oh, you know. God help us all. And this is the same neighbor who planted trees and is not watering them.
1: Yeah. It's just so sad. It almost brought tears in my eyes to see that. Yeah, especially to look out your front window and see that. Yeah, I've got to look at that every doggone day. And now you have to see more of the house. Rather than the tree. And, and leaving, uh, what do they call the poodle ends on the tree? Yeah. Bare branches throughout the tree and the, and the branches that are left now have all this foliage at the very end. Uh-huh. <clears throat> I think they call that poodling or something. And what you've created is, you know, are these long stems that are going to act like sails in the wind.
5: Mm-hmm.
1: And there's nothing around them to help support them. They'll just snap off. Yeah. And I'm, you know, a nice heavy windstorm sometime, and some of those are going to go. I will, i I'd be willing to bet you within <laughs> the next two years, that tree will be removed. Wow! Well, what was once a magnificent specimen. Yeah. Well, the main, main branch, main trunk branch that goes all the way up high, if that snaps off, you know, that's it for the tree. Mm-hmm. It'll, it'll have to come down. And what a shame. What a shame just to get a little, more, a little more light in the windows. <laughs>
2: <laughs> All right, let's get back out to the phones. We've got Linda waiting to talk to us about orchids. Good morning, Linda.
6: Hey, I have an old uh, Phalaenopsis, and uh, it grew, a, a it, well, it's an old flower stalk, and it goes up about 10 inches, and I should have cut it off probably, but now it has <laughs> three... New roots on it, and they're really growing, and some leaves on the top. Now, what the heck do I do with that?
2: Well, pat yourself on the back is what I would do with that. Uh, it's called a kiki, which a I kiki? guess uh-huh, which is, I guess, Hawaiian for baby. <laughs> mm-hmm.
6: Oh, yeah?
2: Yeah, okay. it, and it's an exact reproduction of the mother plant.
6: Okay, yeah. So the, you can... The you leaves can, look like it.
2: Uh-huh. How long are the roots?
6: Uh, it's about 10 inches.
2: Oh, okay. So it's ready to um, remove from... You can just snap it off that old flower spike.
6: Okay. And
2: pot it up into its own
6: pot. Okay, so you put the old um, flower stock in in a new pot.
2: No, you, you, you separate oh, the, the plant from the old flower stock.
6: Okay. Le- okay.
2: You know, with leaves attached.
6: All right, right. I've never done this before. It's the first time it's happened.
2: Yeah, yeah. It's kind of fun. It's a, it's a nice way to uh, – uh, phalaenopsis will do that on occasion. Yeah. yeah. But you want to you wait until it has several leaves and, and several roots that are at least six or eight inches long. It sounds like yours are. And uh, what I typically do is – those roots can be kind of brittle. So uh-huh. once you remove it from the mother plant, I'd soak it in some water for, oh, 10 or 15 minutes so okay. that those roots get pliable, so that, that you can work them into a new pot. Okay. Because they're probably yeah. very straight.
6: Um, yeah.
2: Uh-huh. yeah,
6: pretty much. Yeah.
2: yeah, so they'll have to, when you put it in a pot, they'll have to curl around a little bit to fit into the pot. Okay. So you want to make them nice and pliable before you do that. Okay. All oh, right, I and then, uh, and then use a good, good quality orchid bark or orchid mix. It's not regular potting soil.
6: Right, right. I have some.
2: Okay. And yeah. when was the last time you repotted the mother plant?
6: Never have.
2: How, how, how long have you had it?
6: Oh, probably four, five years maybe. Okay.
2: Yeah, it's time.
6: Yeah, it's time to go ahead and...
2: Repot the mother plant at the same time. Into into you can I the way you do that is you just take it take the mother plant out of the pot Uh and shake off all the old potting mix so that all you're left with is roots.
6: All right. right. And then
2: anything that's brown or dead looking or soft and mushy, uh, remove that. Uh huh. And then it, it probably if if it's probably what in a five or six inch pot.
6: Uh no, it is a little small pot.
2: Oh, okay. Well, you may need to move it up into a little larger pot to accommodate the roots, but not much larger. Okay. Just try yeah, to keep the
6: see the pot or the roots in the pot here.
2: Oh, okay. It's one of those plastic clear plastic pots. Yes, ma'am. Yes, yeah. sir.
6: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <Sorry>. so <laughs>
2: it's a good idea on phalaenopsis to repot them about every 3 years. Okay,
6: every 3 years. Uh-huh. All right.
2: Because if so, the that but what happens is that bark decomposes and it starts to stay too wet and then the roots start to rot and then you lose the plant. So to keep uh, the roots nice and healthy, which is key, on okay. orchids, uh, repot them about every three years.
6: Repot them every three years. Okay. So uh, I go up the f- flower stalk here and then I clip it off. Mm-hmm. H- um, probably what five inches or so. Clip off that old flower stock.
2: No just uh, just clip the new plant off right where it joins the flower stalk.
6: Oh okay all right okay clip it where it joins it. Okie dokie. and and then soak the new roots
2: mm-hmm.
6: until, until they become pliable a little bit. Yeah okay and then stick it in a new pot with soil. okay. All right. Well, I thought that was kind of interesting. That's never happened before.
2: Yeah. Well, now you'll have two plants that are exactly the same.
6: Oh, my. Okay. Now if I can get it to bloom again. (laughs) Yeah. So, all right. Well, that's what I wanted to know.
2: Okay. Well, thanks for your call, Linda.
6: I appreciate your show, and have a good weekend.
1: Well, you too.
6: All right. Bye-bye.
1: Bye. You know, she keeps this up, and someday she'll be able to sell them and be rich. That's right.
2: You know, in in 15 or 20 decades, (laughs) she'll have
1: 30 plants to sell. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Dear, 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 dear. We have a question on the board here about tomatoes. Really? People grow tomatoes here? It's that time of year that tomatoes are growing like crazy and tomato problems are coming up. All right. Well, good
2: morning, Carol. Thanks for calling the, the Garden Wise Show.
7: Good morning. Nice to talk with you. I um, took some leaves uh, from my big boy, my brand new wine, into um, the garden center and I was talking to a man and they they look, um, the color between the veins is, is yellow. Uh, I'm sure you've seen that and you know what that is. Mm. Instead, instead of the leaf being all green now you see the veins and there's yellow between the veins
2: instead of all green Is that, um, is that the lower leaves? Yes. yes Okay. I'm I'm tempted to say it's just the cold wet weather we've been having recently now that we're getting back into some okay. heat things should straighten out Okay, um, But, yeah, the, the cool temperatures, especially at night, we've been dropping down below 60 sometimes. Oh, yeah. And, and the soil, at least in my yard, has just been staying way too wet for that cold temperature. And, and tomatoes are, are going to pot. respond that way.
7: Yeah, mine are in pots. So oh, okay. Uh, they're even more susceptible to the cold. Yes, okay. yep, that's are right.
2: You, are you okay. feeding? Oh, yes. Okay.
7: Um I use uh, tomato tone. Okay. And I just re- uh, I feed them every 2 to 3 weeks. Okay. And then so but everything else is is looking good on the plants, but he also told me that he thought it was uh water hitting the leaves on the plant from the sprinkler and he said that he always cuts all the leaves for the you know on the first foot of the plant off. Do you do that?
1: I do not. Yeah, I'm not sure. <clears throat> I'm not sure why someone would want to want to do that. Maybe yeah, to, it
7: to uh, water it.
1: Yeah, maybe to cut back on on diseases that can splash up from the soil from being watered like that. Okay. That, that could be. Um, typically, it's not necessary. I've never, I've never do that. Even when the leaves, okay. you know, the leaves don't stay green forever. The oldest leaves will often turn yellow on their own right. just because they're old. And I even leave those on. It's just too much trouble to, you know, fuss with (laughs) them a lot. lot My mantra mantra is, you know, they grow tomatoes out in fields.
7: Yes, okay.
1: And nobody does anything to them. You know, they water them and fertilize them. That's it.
7: Okay. Well, the plants are looking really good. Okay. And um, I used the um, blossom set like you suggested last week, and mm-hmm. I've done that this week. How often do I need to do that?
2: I uh. think the bottle says every three to five days.
1: Every time you oh. see a, a new blossom open, you could you could Ooh, use that. Okay. Yeah.
7: Okay, on the open blossoms, not the ones that are just new and still right. closed. Right. Okay, all right, I can do that. Well, speaking of the cold, I think we were looking at the flowers um, in our brick planters, and they're they're kinda of pale and they're not growing real well. Is that these nighttime temperatures that are doing this, even even the potato vines seem to be stunted and they're yep, I would yellow. Yeah,
1: I would say the same thing. Yep. Mhm.
2: I'm I'm seeing the same thing not only in my container plants on the patio but out on uh-huh. out in the out in the flower beds as well. Things are just really pokey this year.
7: Are you seeing almost some yellowing? Hmm.
2: It could be darker green, but it might be because I haven't been fertilizing as religiously as I usually do. But I've, yeah, I've just I've been holding off because it's been so wet and cold.
7: Okay. All right. Well, I just fertilized, so I'll give it a few days and see what's going on. There's nothing else I can do. Just wait and see. Yeah, what's going on. that's yeah. all
1: you can do anyway. So yeah, sure. All
7: right. Okay. But you think it's the cold that's causing this delay? hmm Because usually by now the potato vines are there are 15 inches, and mine are just not
2: much bigger than the original plant. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I understand completely. I know that uh, I noticed on my, my cucumbers. They're, okay. <laughs> normally, I'd have cucumbers by now to harvest, and they're not oh. even big enough to start blooming yet. They're just uh, okay. they're just ridiculously slow this year. And
7: well, I, and then we had this heat, which um you know the really bad you know heat mm-hmm. for days and days in june and i was concerned that that stunted things as well that they're just
1: yeah once getting, the uh, heat goes over like 95 degrees plants just you know every plant's different but most plants will just stop growing at 95 and above okay and and now uh, followed with a week of nighttime temperatures getting into the low 50s mhm and that, that's, going to affect, um,
2: that's going to affect fruit set also on mm-hmm. things like peppers and eggplant. You know, those extra hot temperatures, right. fruit, fruit doesn't set. Extra cold temperatures, fruit doesn't set. So there's, okay. that, there's that in-between stage, that nice little window of opportunity that we just haven't settled in on yet.
7: Okay.
2: Okay.
1: And we well, may I'll never. <laughs> we might now. not this year either. <laughs>
7: <laughs> well, I'll do the blossom set again. Yeah, okay. that'll help. I do have tomatoes, but they're, they're tiny. But, you know, at least there's life, I can tell. Okay. okay. One other question. I have one limb on my Rose of Sharon that has leaves. I think we need to c- declare it dead. Okay. Um, taking it out. Uh, is it, is it a fairly easy uh, it's, it's big it's probably 8 feet tall and
6: mm-hmm.
7: 5 or 6 feet wide would you just cut it at the base or do you have to dig those out what's your suggestion
1: you don't have to dig it out um, even trees you don't have to take out the, the trunk and the root system you can just leave okay. it there if you want it'll rot away okay. or the rose of Sharon
2: might re-sprout from the base Good.
7: okay but what's there now? Which I mean, like I said, there's one, one limb that has leaves, and mm-hmm. that's all.
1: You might, um, you might consider. Cause I had the same thing that happened to one of my roses, Sharon's. One branch has lots of leaves, and the rest of the plant is dead. So I cut everything I away and left that one branch just to see what'll happen.
7: And what happened?
1: Not. It's too early. <laughs> it's too soon to tell.
7: Oh, I see. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Well, it's, there's a there's a lot of dead stems, so it's going to it's yeah. going to take some effort to get all of that out. But yeah. okay, well, we'll leave that. Get out your saw and here. your
1: loppers, and, uh, and 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 do check uh, on, with the bark to see if there's any green left. If there's no green, then you know okay. that's it; it's gone.
7: Okay. Well, it, it has been slowly going down over the last two or three years, and this year. Yeah, it
1: just, yeah this last yeah. winter was brutal on roses here, all over but town. It, yeah.
7: Okay. All right. You've answered my questions very successfully again. Okay. So I appreciate your help. Have a great day, guys. I Fantastic. Appreciate it. You
1: too. Speaking of temperatures, I uh, just happen to have what the record temperatures are for this date here in the Denver area. Record high, 102. And any more, that's like, yeah, so. So? <laughs> record low, 45 degrees. And that's almost like, yeah, you know, well, so. We were in the low 50s here the last couple of weeks. So, uh, you know, nothing's unusual. Oh, and by the way, speaking of temperature, the highest recorded temp in 1913, the highest temperature ever recorded in the United States was 134 degrees. In? In? Question mark. Death Valley. Yes. All right. And I just heard the news this morning. They may break that. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, they're expecting uh, 130 degrees. What was the one you just said? Well, 134. Oh, okay so they may break it in that in that whole big valley system there. Today. Oh my goodness. Today. That is I can't imagine. That's unbearable. I can't
2: imagine. That I mean I I've, I've been in like 115 and that was no, not doing this again. <laughs> not going back to Vegas in the summer. Ain't going to happen. That yeah, was just nasty. But
1: uh you learn how to get out of your car as fast as you can and into a building.
2: Uh-huh. But then you don't want to get back into your car. No,
1: <laughs> later, later on. Not. <laughs> gotta wait until like ten o'clock at night. Yeah, call an Uber down. <laughs> tell him to have the air conditioning running. That's right. <laughs> before he gets there. Oh dear. Let's see.
2: What were we? What were we talking about with Carol? Vegetables, wasn't it? Uh, wedgies. Yes. Yeah. Oh, um, I was just going to mention that I saw that. Um,
1: Blumispyria really took it in the shorts this last yes. winter too. Yeah, often, I don't understand often that. Does. I'm f- a lot of plants that <clears throat> didn't fare well at all. Yeah, <clears throat> I'm seeing um, Alberta spruce. Some of them mm-hmm. just, just didn't do well at all either. Not yeah. all, but <clears throat> what else? What else didn't like it?
2: Well, I think that the tree company is being kept very busy because all over town you see damaged trees, and, yeah, dead trees, dead tree. dying trees. <clears throat> yep. and Colorado is just a hostile place to grow trees and shrubs. Yeah.
1: <clears throat> I often get up in the morning and then ask myself, why bother? <laughs> 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 and, and then I go out and get the shovel and start all over again. That's right. Well, it's a,
2: it's a new opportunity, don't you know? Something dies. That's an opportunity for something uh, yeah, new. I know. But, boy, that gets to be expensive after a while. What else are you going to do with that money? I don't know.
1: <laughs> There's always booze. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, while we talk about that, we should probably take a break. We should because we're we're really very, very close. So we're going to take a break right now and come back and take more of your garden questions. And let me give you the phone number once again, 303 area code. 477, seven, that's the prefix, and then followed with 2473. We'll get you right in here, the Legends 810
4: it's time for a summer celebration at lafayette florist gift shop and garden center let us help you with the festivities for a birthday anniversary or surprise a hand-delivered fresh flower bouquet will add the finishing touch to any gala more of a plant person no worries we have a great selection of indoor house plants and outdoor garden plants a great gift for the green thumb or the beginner wanting to nurture something green Just call, and we'll take care of all the arrangements. We deliver smiles. It's easy to order flowers and plants. Call us 24-7 at 303-665-5555, order on our website at lafayetteflorist.com, or stop by. We're open daily, celebrating over 72 years in business. Visit Boulder County's premier florist and garden shop, Lafayette Florist Gift Shop and Garden Center. Located at 600 South Public Road in the heart of Lafayette. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram.
0: Monterey Complete Disease Control is a broad-spectrum preventative biofungicide bactericide for control or suppression of fungal and bacterial plant diseases on roses, vegetables, fruits, nuts, flowers, houseplants, foliage, trees, and shrubs in the landscape and home garden. Monterey is an OMRI-listed fungicide for organic gardening and triggers the plant's own immune response to fight off diseases. Monterey can be used as a drench to control soil-borne diseases, or as a foliar spray for diseases like leaf spot, powdery mildew, down. Mildew and anthracnose. Monterey can be used on vegetables, herbs, ornamentals, houseplants, really any plants, even lawns, and it can be used up to the day of harvest. Monterey is available in a ready to use trigger sprayer or as a concentrate. Monterey Complete Disease Control, available at your local independent garden retailer.
1: And we are back, taking your garden questions right here on the Garden Wise Show with the Garden Wise. Guys, right now we have Pat in Arvada has a question about wild grasses in the lawn. Good morning, Pat.
5: Hi. Um, I guess I must have missed my window of opportunity this year. I don't know. I've been working with this wild grass for so long, I can't remember when I wasn't. But now I have wild grass, and I don't know. I, I thought I was hitting it when I was supposed to. And I got some, the only new, I guess, bag I could get was uh, with fertilizer, which I really don't like. But I used that, and so now I have wild grass coming up. Did I miss my window of opportunity there?
1: Well, it kind of depends what kind of wild grass it is. Can you describe it?
5: Well, it's sticky, and it looks like right now it's yellow, kind of sticky looking.
1: Sticky. Describe yeah, yeah. sticky, uh, yeah, like like jelly sticky or
5: no no, no, um kind of the, the when you look at it, it looks like a stick, it's kind of kind of firm um
2: have you had it identified
5: i did i, I went to um Harriet at
1: uh-huh, uh, at, at and what did Miss Harriet say?
5: well, she said, do it in September, do it in um April or may whenever
2: but what is she what kind of grass is it?
5: Well she didn't say what kind it was. She oh. just said it was wild grass. How tall? Um probably four inches.
2: Okay, and I I think I know what we're talking about.
5: It looks like something out of a broom.
2: It looks it sounds like it might be poa annual annual bluegrass. And it's turning yellow this time of year?
5: Yeah. It'll yeah. it'll turn yellow as hmm. soon as it, you'll see it. Um it will be uh, it'll have its little blooming on it, I guess. yeah, uh-huh. And then then later on, it turns to what looks like a broom, actually. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, that that sounds like annual bluegrass. Oh, oh, I got now I'm getting the, the broom thing. All right. yeah. So Harriet was right, the time to treat for that is in September because it is one of those what do you call winter annuals they come up in the fall, the seed germinates in the fall, and then the plant goes through the winter as a small seedling and then grows like crazy and looks good, looks really pretty with the rest of your grass in the spring and then it goes to seed and dies. And then we start all over again. Uh-huh. So really the only time that's the only time that's effective is is in the in the fall.
5: Okay. And so would September, any time in September be good or before September?
2: I'd say early September, put down a pre-emergent and that will stop the seed from germinating in the fall so that you'll have less of it in the spring. I'm not going to say it's going to be 100% effective, but you'll have less of it. And every fall when you do this, you'll have less and less.
5: Okay. So are you thinking eventually I wouldn't have to do this at all? Yes. Oh, man, I've been at this. Yeah, for that's so the long.
1: plan. Well, make sure you put that. It's a it's a pre-emergent that you put down. <clears throat>
5: yes. Now. Uh,
1: uh, yeah, and for
2: a uh, pre-emergent for grasses, that there there are, are pre-emergents out there that only work on broadleaf weeds, which will not be effective at all on what you're doing. So make sure that annual bluegrass is on the label. Annual
5: bluegrass.
2: Uh huh. It's also called Poa. P O A is the is the genus, and then the species is Anua, A N N U A. U A. Okay. Make sure that's on the label, or that pre-emergent will not do you any good whatsoever.
5: And you said before you said the Poa annua. What was? What else did you say?
2: It's called annual bluegrass. Oh,
5: annual. Oh, brother. Now, if I was to replace the lawn, would that do it?
1: Not necessarily, no, because now we're, we're dealing with seeds coming up. Okay. Yeah, you've got a
2: bank of seeds in the ground, and every time you disturb the soil, that brings more to the
1: surface to germinate. Yeah. Well,
5: it looks terrible when you work real hard on your lawn, and then you... Yeah.
1: Yeah, but keep in mind, the seed doesn't last very long in the, in the soil. So a couple of years of using the pre emergent at the right time and the right product, you should be able to get rid of it completely.
5: Wow, I would hope so. That would be nice. So annual bluegrass or palm anua.
2: Poa. P O P O A. Poa Annua.
5: Oh, okay. P O A.
2: Yeah. Um, that's the that's the Latin name for annual bluegrass. Oh, all right.
5: And where would you uh, suspect would be the best place to buy this
2: stuff? Uh, Most any garden center should have that for you. The best one I can recommend is is uh, the Fertilome All Seasons. Okay. And usually about the 1st of September, your lawn is ready for a fertilizer, so it's going to have the fertilizer and the pre-emergent okay. already in it, and it'll you'll kill two birds with one stone that way.
5: So, yeah, so annual bluegrass would be different from perennial bluegrass, obviously.
2: Exactly, yes
5: okay well i will make that major uh, hunt quickly probably and see where I see about getting rid of it so okay all right well thank you so much
1: you bet pat
2: have a good right. have a good summer
5: you too
1: all righty all right i have a recommendation what for people <laughs> what to buy and to plant some fall blooming crocus oh yeah about that time of year, things are starting to wind down. And you might want to have things come up and bloom for the first time. And in surprise the, year. the heck out of you. And surprise, like you said, the heck out of you. Because these things, the fall blooming crocus, are not like the spring crocus at all. Large, large flowers, <clears throat> lavender in shape and in, uh, in color, and uh, require little or no care once planted. So, Check out your garden center and get and plant a couple of bulbs of fall blooming crocus. They'll be known as colchicums. Mm-hmm. And then there are some true fall blooming crocus too mm-hmm,
2: that mm-hmm. do really well here, <clears throat> and and they bloom in early fall, mid fall. Colchicum blooms fairly early though, and that the bulb on that is the size of at least a golf ball, if yeah, not larger. Yeah, yeah the good sized bulbs are right. about that size. And then, and then the, true crocus, the true fall crocus look like normal crocus bulbs. Yeah. Not but, very big. Yeah. But they bloom in the fall and then with no
1: foliage. Either one of them. Yeah. Neither one has foliage. In the fall. In the fall. Next then they, spring. Yeah. They put on foliage mm-hmm. and no flowers. Right.
2: So and it's, you, it's you wonder, backwards. Yeah. Well, you wonder, you look at them and they, if you've forgotten that you planted them, yeah. you'll think, well, my crocus aren't blooming this spring. <laughs> why is that well,
1: <laughs> <laughs> well maybe it's because they're fall crocus yeah yeah and the colchicums are kind of interesting in that you let them grow for a couple years and then you dig them up after the spring foliage dies back mm-hmm. and you can dig them up and you'll find a whole bunch of new bulbs down there the let ones even, you gave me were really and, nice and then you can start spreading them all over the place
2: yeah yeah jim gave me some was it, it was last week uh, yeah, last week, week before, you dug, somewhere. You dug yeah. them up and and you gave me a, some in a bag, mm-hmm. and uh, I, got, I planted them already. I'm not waiting. I just went
1: ahead well, and planted them. Th- these are these are weird bulbs in that once they're planted in the ground, they when they bloom, they don't have any roots. Right, there are no roots to form. You could you could actually set the bulb on a windowsill. You could, or hold it, it, or hold it in your hand if yeah. you're a patient. <laughs> yeah, and it'll bloom. It'll bloom. <clears throat> Interesting thing. I wish I'd learned about them many years ago. Now, a trick, if you see them in
2: the garden center, you'll notice, especially on come, they're a little pricey. They are pricey and odd-looking bulbs. Very. And what I like to do
3: <coughs>
2: <coughs> is to watch and wait and watch them bloom in the boxes on the <laughs> shelf. And then once they've bloomed, they look terrible. Yeah. They're still perfectly viable. Yep. And then I go in and say, I'll buy those off of you for half price. For half price, yeah. And they usually say, please. Please. (laughs) (laughs) And you can get them for cheap that way. (laughs) If you're willing to wait and take the chance that somebody might buy them ahead of you.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So uh, do 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 that. Go out there if you've never grown them before, never even seen them before, perhaps. Uh, they're the easiest thing in the world. I have them in my front yard where they, they don't get any water. I don't pay any attention to them. I plant them and walk away. They don't get water. They don't have fertilizer. They don't have any mulch. Nothing. He's not kidding either. Then they come up every year and bloom. And every two or three years, I go out there and dig them all up. And now I have like 100 more. <laughs> <laughs> and then I start giving well, them away. You're rich. I, well. You could sell those and retire. I I could. But I'm already rich. I'm rich in plants. (laughs) There you go. The ones that lived. (laughs) What else is blooming in the yard today? What else do I have blooming? I was just thinking about that last night. Uh, Um, Tick, tock, tick, tick. Oh, uh, prairie poppy. Prairie poppy. Prairie poppy. Is that the... Ground cover purple. The mallow? Yeah, that's a mallow. Wine cups? Yeah. Yeah. I new.
2: like that plant because it just kind of
1: weaves its way yeah, through I, other things, yeah. and, and the flowers pop <clears throat> up, and you go, Where did that come from? And I have it uh, covering my sidewalk. It's my sidewalk garden. Okay. People have roof gardens, I have sidewalk gardens. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> and I have frogbit or fogbit, depending on your uh, growing across the sidewalk, too, with pretty little pink and white flowers. Do you still have any of that abronia? No, that gave up the ghost many years ago. I love that. It really likes to have sandy soil. I don't have. I have sand in the soil, but it's not not enough sand. I have an area that's practically pure sand. Oh, you should get some then. I should. Wonderful fragrance on that. Really cool. I'd get some seed and just plant the seeds out. Where do I get seed? you have to go online oh, okay. and, and hope somebody has it. Somewhere. Which Abronia is it? Is there more than Fra- one? Fragrance. Fragrance. Yeah, oh, that's easy. there are several others, yeah. Okay. And they're all fragrant, but the uh, fragrance is the one we have here on the East Slope. I and did that with Menzilia.
2: I took the mm-hmm. seed out there yeah, and, and the same thing. haven't seen any, <coughs> any plants of it at all. Oh, really? Whatsoever. Yeah. And with our wet spring, I would have thought they'd have germinated easily. You would think. Well,
1: don't give up yet. Okay. <laughs> it may come up. Next year. It's like that big bag of... Uh, California poppies. I scattered across the uh-huh. yard, thinking one should come up. Right. <laughs> I haven't seen any. None. Zero. I did
2: the same thing. What's going on with that? I don't know. I also did prickly poppy.
1: I know it's a, considered a weed, but I think it is one of the most yeah, beautiful. Pretty, and and that one you can wait forever and it'll come up. Okay. It will. All right. It just. It's pokey before I pull any weeds in that area, I really examine them to
2: Is this something I want to keep?
1: Yeah. <laughs> is this really a weed? Well, I get so many prickly poppies they, they end up in in my compost pile because I you know weed things out or cut things down and that seed doesn't compost. Oh no, because a lot of the compost ends up in the vegetable garden, and guess what I have coming up in the vegetable oh, garden. Oh no. <laughs> prickly poppies (laughs) they don't transplant well no they don't you really do Um, have to sow them that whole family doesn't transplant well no i mean they're related to true poppies Mm -hmm. so yeah uh, you want to direct sow them probably the best way even oriental poppies although you can buy them and you can get them almost bare root Mm -hmm. they they, they po- sulk. They sulk. I mean, they're like po- peonies. They're, they're pokey for a long time. Yeah. So anyway, that's kind of what's blooming in my front. I have other things too. What he says. Um How about your Apache plume? <laughs> it it it's going into seed and the seeds are about as pretty as the flowers. Yeah. yeah. I've seen that all over
2: town. That's gorgeous. And yeah. fern bush is starting to bloom right yeah, now. Yeah, that's right. The fern bush is, is starting to bloom.
1: And that's a nice fragrant thing. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. And I have um, Helianthus ciliaris. It's a silly little thing. <laughs> it, it's a it's a prairie plant. It's a, it, it's another <clears throat> sunflower kind of thing. Uh-huh. But the the stems and the leaves are, are true blue. Ooh. Yeah. And it runs underground, so you have to oh, be careful with that. But uh, that's starting to bloom.
2: I'm trying to think of what my uh, My monardella... Hummingbird trumpets, I think is what it's called. Mm-hmm.
1: Something like that.
2: Yeah, monardella. It's in the plant select bunch. Anyway, bright red flowers. <clears throat> the flowers are so out of scale with the rest of the plant. Mm-hmm. They're huge. Mm-hmm. The, plant is, the plant itself is a ground-hugging ground cover. It likes hot, sunny. It does really well in, the, in that, my really sandy areas. Yep. Yep. And it has bloomed for months now. The hummingbirds go nuts over it. But just scarlet red flowers. It's just beautiful.
1: What? You had just a trying I, uh, I'm trying to think. This, this plant has two names. Uh, Squirrel. <laughs> no. Fallo- fallopia. Is that the new name for it? Fallopia. Silver lace vine? Oh, God. One of its cousins. Uh, the, big, the big eight foot tall. Oh, <coughs> polygonum. Polygonum We used to call it polygonum polymorphia. Yeah. yeah. Now I think it's fullovia. But anyway, it it has been bloomed now for several weeks. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised. It looks very, very good.
2: And nor- and normally that's one of those you know polygonums have a tendency to be a little weedy and and run around the yard. Yeah. This one doesn't. This one doesn't,
1: unless it's in a spot it doesn't like. And trumpet flowers are blooming now.
2: Oh, yeah. Ooh. trumpet minds, yeah.
1: Really nice. <clears throat> All right. There's music in our ear. That indicates we have to take a little short break, and it, it's probably the, the shortest break on record. <laughs> <So> <laughs> it is. Don't, and don't anybody go anywhere, because uh, we're going to come back, and uh, you're going to come back, too, when you fi- when you dial this number, 303-477-2473. And uh, we'll be back pretty doggone quick right here on Legends 810.